Buenas tardes, aquí estoy en 94.5 La Poderosa, or WNBC, channel number 73, or C90, I'm trying to think of all the radio silence right now, double X 1090, San Diego Sports 760, 97.3 The Fan. What else do I listen to? 101.5 KGB. 101.5 KGB. Magic 92.5. 105.7 The Walrus. Do you remember that? Oh, there was something called The Walrus. It was really funny. 103.7 KSON. That was the country one. Um, yeah, I'm just gonna read out this article, read it all the way through. You can listen to my voice, read it to you if you want. It's a thing about the Padres Fan Fest written by their broadcaster. I really like him, he's like one of the best broadcasters right now. So yeah, I'm just gonna read it out loud. This is Abraham reading articles to himself, and you can listen to it if you want. 48,000. That was the number of Padres passed along, or at least their estimate of the number of people who came through the turnstiles for FanFest this past Saturday. Had they announced 148,000, I would have believed them. And if you were there, I'm guessing you would have too. The event was just remarkable on so many levels. For one, it was our first time seeing Xander, Manny, Juan, and Fernando all together in their Padres uniform. That was a hell of a sight. For another, the energy and anticipation was such a great tease of what's to come this year. The reality is, with season ticket sales now capped and single-game tickets flying, we should all be preparing ourselves for at least 40,000 fans at most every home game this season. Oh, that doesn't sound fun. This place is going to be rocking, and there's a legitimate home field advantage that we can create it here. At one of the panels on Saturday, team CEO Eric Gubner, or maybe AJ Preller, sorry, it was a blur that day, mentioned how during free agent conversations, players have brought up atmosphere at Petco as something that attracts them. That's such an incredible compliment to you all, and they ain't seen nothing yet. Peoria Brown, that's the head header for this section. After FanFest, there was something of an un unofficial caravan to East. After FanFest, there was something of an unofficial caravan East to the Greater Phoenix area. A bunch of players who are already there, and the first official report date, February 13th, for pitchers and catchers who will be reporting in the WBC, who will be participating in the WBC World Baseball Classic. This excites me. This likely excites you. Excites the players, too. Look, there's obviously nothing better than October baseball, but February comes way closer than a non-fan could ever realize. There's just something about new beginnings, new energy, new teammates, and yes, that cliched, hopeful optimism that maybe, just maybe, this is our year. I think this is our year. Fun thing about 2023 and the last few years as well is that optimism and excitement isn't Pollyannish for our dear pods. Ooh, what does that word mean? Pollyannish. On pause. I'm gonna look that word up. Pollyannish. Pollyannish. Um, definition. Oh, not origin. Pollyannish. It says it's a book. It's a book about an orphan with an unjustifiably optimistic attitude. I guess, yeah. 
and Jesse Agler. Anyways, the fun thing about 2023 in the last few years is that optimism is this year's Pollyannish for our dear pods. There's nothing to suggest this can't be the year when it finally happens. Whether it does or does not, it is up to circumstance, luck, an absurd num- and an absurd number of other variables. They're absolutely one of the, let me count real quick, five teams in the National League who not only have legitimate World Series aspirations, but legit World Series possibilities ahead of them. And it all starts on a chilly February morning in Peoria, Arizona, six days from now. No way, six days from now. It's February 7th. I guess February 13th. Yeah, geez. Speaking of which, if you've never made it out to the desert for the workout days, I can't recommend it highly enough. It's the most informal time of year. The crowds are smaller than after the games begin. If you ever wanted a chance to see these guys truly up close and personal, working on their craft in a pseudo-relaxed environment, this is it. The pathways between fields provide an un- incredible avenue to literally brush shoulders with your favorite baseball man. You can snap some really great pictures and videos as well. Or if you have kids in the, let's say, 9 to 16 age, it's basically baseball heaven for them. Or I know it was for me. I grew up in South Florida, and spring training was my thing. We didn't have a major league team down there until I was 11, so in my early formative years, the only time I got to see major leaguers in person, save for a trip to New York, a trip to New York to see my grandparents in the summer, were in places like Fort Lauderdale, West Palm Beach, and Port St. Lucia. Even after the Marlins entered the league, I still always enjoyed my time aimlessly wandering around those comp- around those complexes. And there are some encounters that have stayed with me my entire life, namely Hank Aaron and Turk Wendell, two men who, who may have never been written about in the same sentence before. Hank Aaron and Turk Wendell. I don't know who Turk Wendell is. It's just the best. I know it's not a super quick drive and that flights and hotels aren't cheap, but if you can make it work... It's really a special few hours each morning. Questions of the week. Might I'd love to make your questions a regular part of the thing, so send away. This tweet made the rounds a couple of weeks ago. I don't know who this is. Where are the events in MLB games? Let's see. No hitters on that rail. Cyc- the cycle isn't that rare. It happens a lot. Strikeouts, all these different things. It's a weird tweet. Anyways, I didn't double check any of his numbers, and I'm thinking a couple may be off, or at least require some further discussion. Some weird stuff happened way back in the day, but for our purposes here, let's roll with it. First of all, this is really cool. Super easy to follow and wild to think about. Some of these things. Papa Tatis, of course, leads off the list thanks to his two slam inning at Dodger Stadium. The four doubles, the four double plays in one game thing is bonkers too. I know Joe Torre did it with the Mets in the 70s. Not sure of the other one. The cycle thing, of course, jumps out from the Padres' perspective. Because how did it take so long? Matt Camp, Coors Field. Will Myers, Coors Field. Jake Cronenworth, Nationals Park have now, of course, accomplished it. Though the only cycle at Petco came last year when the Mets' Eduardo Escobar pulled it off. Love me immaculate inning, and we got fairly close a couple of times last year. But still, the only Padre to pull that off was Brian Lawrence back in 2002. Anyway, fun to look down that list. I do wish MLB.com would keep a running tally of that kind of stuff somewhere easily accessible. It'd be great to check up on it as the season rolls along. Shameless promotion, exclamation mark. I often get asked how I spend my time in the offseason. Pre-COVID, I was doing a fair amount of national radio for NFL and college football. 
plus a little college basketball, occasional Pac-12 network game on TV, just sort of little to keep me busy. Like a lot of things, the pandemic kind of upended that, and then we had our second kid in October of 2020, the day, days after the Padres were eliminated in the NLDS. That's crazy. So things at home changed quite a bit. I haven't gotten back into the swing of that. So the short answer is I spent a lot of time with my family trying to make up for all the time I missed from mid-February until late October. Not that it makes up for it, but being present is pretty important. However, this winter, I was able to pick up a fun side project. It's really, really special one. First off, it's local. The crew at the Fire Pit Collective at Devotion Side approached me about narrating a docuseries they were creating and producing about golfers trying to make it as professionals. I was blown away by the show and honored to play a very, very small part in it. Anyway, the first three episodes of The Grind are now up on YouTube if you like to check them out. Huge thank you to Matt Janella and his crew for including me, and hats off to an amazing group of professionals. Reminder, if you'd like this newsletter, drop into your email inbox whenever I publish, please remember to hit the gold button below. I am subscribed already. No comments. Yep, that's the article. This is guest column he wrote for The Athletic in 2019. Wild. It's kind of long. Don't really want to read it. I'm thirsty. My throat really, really hurts. Apparently they're playing cribbage. Ooh, I wonder if you hear that. You like cribbage? You ever played cribbage? Cribbage is a weird game. It's like pulling cards out of a deck and then moving it, moving your little, like, dot stick thing all along the board. It's weird. Weird game. I'm not gonna send this one to you, Alexis. I'm gonna post it on, like, some podcast feed, see if that's hard, see if it costs money, see what stuff about it. See if that works. Maybe upload it to YouTube. I think it's more difficult, if I'm being honest, but... I'm going to try something. Like I said, this is just going to be a very informal thing of me kind of talking to myself. You're going to hear my journey through life, sports media, hopefully, media in general. Maybe sports media, maybe not. Maybe Spanish. Sometimes I speak Spanish, try speaking in Spanish. I think that'll help me a lot if I just hablo and I've Pienso hablar en español en un formato como esta, como un podcast para que me escucho y me, me aprendo más, me pongo atención a las palabras que estoy usando y diferentes variaciones que, me con, que estoy en contacto con. Um, pero sí, no sé qué va a pasar. Ahorita son las 3 de la tarde, quiero empezar mi empezar, continuar mi prueba de español para la clase de, de español 308 el Spanish Heritage Language porque hace mucho que, que lo, lo había hecho I need to get that work done and then I gotta start on my sports journalism class I gotta go home and look at some tickets not tickets. What is this? Mortgage. Who the fuck is that? 
Why am I whispering? Why am I whispering? Why am I moving so much? My throat hurts. I went and picked up my hydro flask from the professor's room before I left in. Scared to drink from it though. It's been sitting there since Thursday. It's closed. Don't know what she did to it. Never know. I'm gonna wash it when I get home, but I'm really thirsty right now. Really thirsty. Oh. Pulled up a tweet. What's that football game? Do I really want to cover the Trollos extensively? Super extensively? I don't know. Hopefully. Whoa, what's this? Okay, that's what that's for. It's like clips onto the microphone. Yeah, I'm going to upload this somewhere. Don't know where. You want to sit with me while I look through it all? You don't have to listen to this, but I think I can just pull up. Upload Google Podcast. Yeah, click on that. Let's see if it works. I'll watch the video. I'll pause it. Pause. 